Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Bought at a Price podcast this week. This is Sarah speaking. I hope you had a great Christmas and a happy new year. It is January 1st, and with the turning of the calendar, stirs in our hearts a desire for change. As women, that desire is often linked to changing our appearance, and because of that, we wanted to go back to the beginning and look at exactly what it means to be God's image bearer. Even if you aren't setting a resolution today, at one point in your life, you've probably set a goal to lose 20 pounds, learn how to apply your makeup, eat healthier, or even go to the gym more. We're women. We do this. We look in the mirror, and all too often we long for something different than the image reflected back at us. So in a world obsessed with image, it's time that we ask the question, why? Why do we tie up so much of our value and our worth in our appearance? This new year, we're going to answer that question. Specifically, we're going to reflect on what it means to be God's image bearer and how that's intrinsically tied to the value we place in our appearance. Today, we're going to sit with the creation text a bit and lay a foundation for understanding our place as image bearers in God's grand story. As we do that, my hope and prayer is that the way you see yourself in the mirror is dramatically altered, not because your image changes, but because how you view your image is changed. The first time the Bible talks about image is in Genesis, right in those first two chapters. Many of us are familiar with the creation story in Genesis 1 and 2. In six days, God created earth and sky, mountains and rivers, oceans and canyons full of beauty and teeming with life. But God's creative work didn't end there. There's a final crowning event. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, God declares in Genesis 1.26. Hear this again. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, says the God of the universe. You see, something changes in this act of creation. This is new, separate, different from all that God has created to this point. All that came before this moment involved God creating beauty and life, but nothing which spoke of image and likeness. Then, we get this beautiful refrain in Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. He created them in the image of God. He created them male and female. A deep breath is taken, a pause to be had, because the hand of God enacted something miraculous here. The God who just created life and beauty from void and darkness now creates in his own image. The God who poured out the depths of the ocean and spread the vastness of the skies now creates in his own image. The God that built mountains and topped them with snow now creates in his own image. The God who let loose the jaguar and the hummingbird side by side now creates in his own image. And that mirrored image of God is us, humanity. We are the image bearers, 
You, dear woman, are the image bearer. Perhaps you've read this story before, maybe even heard a sermon or read a devotional about being created in the image of God. But somehow, somewhere along the way, the significance of this event may have been lost in your memory. I want to take some time now to remind you of just how extraordinary the creation of humanity was. Because it's here, when God created humanity in His image and likeness, that we find our value and worth. So let's look just at Genesis 1.27, where it says, God created man in His own image. He created them in the image of God. He created them male and female. While it can be easy to read over this and move on, Scripture's intent is that we pause and we notice. The word used three times for create in this verse is the Hebrew word bara. The use of this word reveals that this is a very different act of creation than simply making something. This kind of creating can only be divine, only be from God. Nothing and no one else can create as God does. Nothing and no one can assign special significance, give worth, craft beauty, and declare value as God does when creating. And notice this word is repeated three times in this verse. Nowhere else in the creation narrative does this kind of emphasis take place. God's divine creative action is laser-focused on the creation of humanity. No other created creature is divinely given God's image. No other creature given the weight of that worth. Just humanity. Perhaps at this point you're thinking, well, this was a great Bible study, and maybe you've learned a little bit about the creation narrative, a little about the Hebrew language, but mostly you want to hear, What does this have to do with what I see in the mirror? What does this have to do with my image? We'll dive into this more in the next four weeks, but today I want to end with the wisdom of the Psalms. There's a short collection of Psalms that are called creation Psalms for their reflection back on Genesis. Psalm 8 is one of these, and the author expresses a sentiment that might resonate with your gut reaction when you see your image in the mirror. In Psalm 8, verses 3 through 5, the psalmist declares, When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is man that you remember him, the son of man that you look after him? This poetic refrain reflects an all too familiar feeling. What significance do I have? What makes me so special in all of this? Maybe you look in the mirror and despise what you see reflected back at you. Maybe you examine your body and you see no beauty, no carefully crafted work of God. Maybe you turn away from your image in shame and covet the beauty you see in others. If this is you, sister, the next line in the psalm is for you. You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You, dear woman, are the crown of creation. You were created with glory and with honor. Not convinced? Let's do a little Bible check on what exactly it means to be crowned with glory and honor. 
Reading the psalm on its own is powerful. Diving into the picture that is being painted by the psalmist is even more moving. Because you see, the terms glory and honor are not just ascribed to you as part of humanity. The word glory used in Psalm 8 is actually the same Hebrew word that is used all over the Old Testament for the revealed glory of God. So whether it's God revealing His might and power through His glory on Mount Sinai, or God filling the temple with His glory in Jerusalem, or the prophet seeing the future glory of God in all its splendor, the picture of glory here is not one to cast aside. God's glory moves people to worship. God's glory declares His name to the watching world. God's glory brings bright hope for the future. And in your creation, you were crowned with glory, made to image God in His likeness. Now, when it comes to being crowned with honor, I want you to think of splendor. Think of beauty, the majesty of kings, because that is the other jewel on your crown, the honor of being made in God's image. So next time you look in the mirror, dear woman of God, know this truth. Your image is not dependent on your dissatisfaction, your shame, your hurt, or what others say about you. Your image is not dependent on how well you can do your hair or makeup. It's not dependent on your waistline or your bra size or the length of your legs. Your image is the image of God. You were divinely given glory and honor. From your eyes that see, to your hands that create, to your waist that carries, to your feet that guide, you are an image bearer in all likeness to the one that created you. So here's what I want you to do now, my sister in Christ. I want you to cease your striving. If you leave listening this podcast today with nothing else, hear this. You can do nothing to change the fact that you were created in God's image. Being an image bearer of God is not something you have to work for, not something you can do on your own. It's not something you can add to by having the perfect New Year's resolution. No diet, no fancy makeup or new closet or expensive gym membership can give you more value and worth than what God has already created in you. Glory and honor through His hands. And as you hold on to this truth in your innermost being, choose to see the other women around you, not as competitors for a better, more beautiful image. Choose to see them as joint image bearers. Encourage them in their value and worth. Remind them of God's glory and honor, their own unique image reflex. Live out the truth of God's designed story that all were created in God's image, including yourself, including the woman next to you. And as you practice this truth, see how God transforms the image you see in the mirror, not because your reflection changes, but your lens does. 
To wrap up today, let's answer our questions from the very beginning of this post. Does our image matter, and why exactly do we put so much value and worth in our appearance? The answer is yes, our image does matter. It matters because it's God's image in us. And the reason we place so much value and worth in our image is because there is so much value and worth in our image. Not as the world defines value and worth, but the value and worth of being crowned little less than God with all glory and honor. If today, January 1st, you find yourself saying, this will be the year that, finish that sentence strong, woman of God, this will be the year you look in the mirror and see God's image reflected back at you. So hold your chin high, put those shoulders back, and walk confidently into this new year knowing your identity, the crown of creation, God's very own image bearer. And with that, we will talk to you next week on the podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your day.